Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and today I've got Mike and Alicia Current joining me for a special edition. This is going to be another roundtable, um, and this round we are going to be doing a draft of the best villains that we can think of when it comes to movies and, and storytelling. So guys, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm kind of excited. Is it weird to be excited about villains? No, you're you're as good as your <laughs> villains are. Like the stories, those heroes, they do the best that they can. But if their villains don't stack up, you're not really building a good hero story. That's fair. So the heroes always have to have somebody to play off of. And absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, you know, thrilled to be here as always. Um, you and I, Jordan, have been talking about this for weeks doing this. And so yep. it's it's uh, pulling the trigger. To, looking forward to uh getting down to see who the best well some of the best villains are and i know that yes. you wanted to, i know that you wanted to mention some honorable mentions before we get underway yeah so so the way this is going to work um we're going to go ahead and just start out and just kind of explain the rules and and who is not allowed to be chosen because there are some very clear and obvious choices um so the way this is going to work is each of us are going to get one pick per round there's going to be five rounds and then at the end um before our last pick we will do two honorable mentions each and you can do those two at the same time. Um, we're going to kind of play off each other, talk about it. Uh, but the t uh, there are three villains specifically that you are not allowed to take. And those three villains are Darth Vader. I feel like that's just kind of that does statement. He is that's a given. He, yeah. Yeah. Like Darth Vader. I, I love that a few years back when they were promoting Thanos, which is also on this list. They said that he is going to be the Darth Vader of this generation. And I laughed and I said, no, Darth Vader will always be the Darth Vader of every generation. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Now to Thanos, clearly Thanos is the best MCU villain. They hyped him up. They told a story over multiple. Um, we haven't gotten a whole lot of Kang yet, so I can't say he will stand as the best villain of all time. But I would argue so far that he is the best MCU villain. Um and so I feel like he's kind of like your MCU. And then to top off the list is Heath Ledger's Joker, because mm. again, that one is just, that was a brutal villain. Um, iconic. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so with that, uh, I want to make sure that, that we just know those are three that are off the table for this round uh, or for this whole round table. And so Alicia, Micah, and then me, and that's how we're going to go for the first round. And then, uh, the second round, Micah, you'll start, and then the third round, I'll start, and we'll just keep going uh, for the rounds. So, all right, Alicia, who is your first pick? And for the listeners, if somebody else picks somebody on your list, you can't pick them again. Correct. Okay. And all right, Alicia and I kind of decided too before we jumped on Jordan that we're going to name the actor or actress the the character they played and then the movie they played it in, just so that people. That's fair. Because there, yep. there may be some that people don't have any idea. And I'm throwing years in there as well because there are some that have multiple years. So, like, yeah, like that's fair. Okay. Yeah. So, pick one for me is going to be Tom Hiddleston, Loki. Okay. In Thor. And from that's the year is 2011 on that one. I, you, I mean, if anybody has ever heard me on this podcast, you guys know that I love Loki. Like, he's always oh, yeah. been one of my favorite characters by far anyway. And that's, like, hero or villain because, honestly, he has such good redemption as his story continues oh, to be told. Um, but I've, I, Loki, I love Loki. 
Fantastic pick. I actually didn't have him on my list, but I'd been playing with that one all day. I was like, do I yeah. put him on here? Do I not? So, <laughs> but that was, that was a really good pick to, to, mm-hmm. to start this whole thing off with Loki. That that's huge. So Micah, who are you pulling? So I wanted to have, you know, I, I, you know, I played with this list all day. You know, you and I talked earlier this afternoon. On the I phone. feel like you were stressing like, when, when writing it. He well, was struggling too. Well, part of, part of my reasoning is like you could, we, we decided like, we've done a couple of round tables here at nerd talk, but like the, the idea of like, okay, you could do star Wars, you could do DC, you could do Marvel, you could do power Rangers, you could do Disney, you could do anything, right. You could literally pull anybody from any genre and have a good villain. Like I can't think of, you know, too many projects out there that have, you know, terrible villains. So, um, I wanted to like have representation from, you know, a good variety. So, um, I wanted to hit like Marvel and I wanted to hit Star Wars and I wanted to hit MCU. And so to kick off my list at number five, I don't think anybody has this, but Catherine Hahn is Agatha in WandaVision. Ooh. That's a really good one. And I think she's anything Catherine Hahn is in, she's good in. And, um, you know, I can't wait to see the Agatha series that she's in where she's the lead. Um, But I thought she just knocked it out of the park with, um, her appearance in WandaVision. Absolutely. You know, I'm stoked for her Coven of Chaos Isn't that's coming that, well, out. But wasn't that her debut, though? WandaVision was her debut? Yeah, in, WandaVision in was her official MCU, debut. Yeah. yeah. So that was my that was my number five. That's a fantastic pick. I will say this, though, that all of us are starting with a Marvel villain. So I don't know that this is going to make it to either of your list, but Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. the Kingpin. I... You know, I thought about that. I thought about that today, Jordan, but I was like, Jordan's totally picking up. So I didn't do it. Well, honestly, I thought about it and I kept thinking about it. And I was like, I just love Daredevil. And when Daredevil said that Vincent D'Onofrio was going to be coming in to play Wilson Fisk, like I'd seen him in so many different things from Law and Order. I think he was in Uh SVU um, or whichever Law and Order he was in because there's like 50 of them. Men Um, in Black. Yeah, he was was in Men in Black. He was in Adventures of Babysitting as Thor. Yeah. So like there's these these very iconic roles that he was in mm-hmm. and stuff that like for me, like I just remember him always being there and f- to see him just kind of bulk up for this role. Because um, when you first saw him, because it was a few episodes in, but like you didn't really see him see him um, in the first episode and you felt his presence before he was there and they just really handled the character so well. And I loved the the way that he and Daredevil played off each other and then him and Punisher played off each other and then how they kind of set up Hawkeye um, in the Hawkeye series and him. Like, I'm really mm-hmm. excited for Born Again. And I just think that Wilson Fisk, Kingpin, is definitely going to be my pick. So, yeah, that's a that's a really good one, really. And honestly, like, I don't there i mean i guess there are so many villains in the marvel universe too it's kind of hard to really pick one i mean obviously thanos just because like that was the really big one there was a lot of build up on it um but i i don't think that i mean we've we haven't even finished the daredevil series which is probably why that one that did not even occur to me yeah but it's a good one oh my gosh and it well it's brutal and but the storytelling out of all the netflix stuff daredevil is by far my favorite um, mm-hmm. I had restarted Jessica Jones and I was hoping that that would be something I fell in love with, but it's, it's 
it's just kind of a, enough for me that I, I sh- I'm slowly taking it um, in turn. So like every now and then I'll just, I'll throw on a few episodes here and there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've even finished the first season yet, um, but it's one that I want to savor versus like Daredevil where I'm like, I want to burn through the series because I just want to rewatch and rewatch because it's so good. The, yeah. the storytelling, the development of that character is just beautiful. Um, and I love how Wilson Fisk can pull strings behind prison bars mm-hmm. and when he's in different locations and he's still pulling the strings. Um, I just, I absolutely love it. So. I think too, that like, you know, during that time period, Jordan, and I haven't watched these series, but like flash arrow, some of those other series that came out during that time, like the idea of, they have so many episodes and so many seasons, like flashes up to 10 seasons. Arrow have what? Seven or eight seasons. Arrow hit eight. Okay. Flash is on nine. Yeah. Are they like that. Like they're, they're, they're about to finish nine and that's it. Okay. So, so Daredevil only had 39 episodes. They only had three seasons before born again. So like it just, it's just proof that you can tell a good story and not, you know, yep. a, bit, a million episodes. So yeah. All right. Great pick. Oh, Great it is picks. my pick. I, I would say all around, I think all three picks were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, we came out swinging with round one. So, all right, <laughs> Micah, round two, kick us off. Michael Fessbender as Magneto and X-Men. Ooh. Like the young, young yeah. Magneto. The young one, yeah. Like, I, and nothing against Ian McKellen. I just love, uh, Alicia and I did a deep dive of X-Men, and, and, and I've said this numerous times on Nerd Talk, but Alicia's a huge X-Men fan, and she got me mm-hmm. into it last year, and we went through and watched all the movies. His performance in first class is probably my favorite in the entire X-Men franchise. And when he when he's in Washington, D.C., and he picks up that whole thing, and he, like, crushes The whole it. baseball stadium? Oh, yeah. 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 It, it yeah. Just, just proves how powerful he is, and I really hope moving forward we get more development of his story. Um, somehow in the MCU, I don't know how it would be told. Yeah, but. I don't, I don't know if they'll end up bringing him and uh, James McAvoy over or not. But mm-hmm. man, I would love to see them as like the younger X Men leaders, and that way we can have time with them. I just, and especially with the MCU, they've done so well with storytelling for the for the majority. Well, so. both Ian McKellen and um, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, they're both hitting ninety. Or the mm-hmm. yeah. So whatever yep. you film, you better film it quick. <laughs> yep. It's like so. John Williams. Let's do three more Star Wars uh, films while John Williams is still alive. Get him to crank them out. Just, yes. That's funny. Alicia, who's your number four? Or is it Jordan? It's Jordan. Me. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, I'm going to pull one out of left field. Um, I know this is definitely not going to be on either of your list. This is my favorite villain from a Disney film. Lotso hugging bear. So Lotso, I'm just going to say like, it's kind of that goofy pick, but I love Lotso. I think Lotso. Is just, it's a funny one. It's, it's good. funny. Like it, it's, you don't think that that's going to come, especially on nerd talk. You don't, you right. did not see that coming, but my favorite character in all of those is Lotso because it's like, you would never expect a teddy bear to be so no. vengeful. And <laughs> like his motive was, I got replaced, so no one else is allowed to be happy. Yeah. And, like, he sets up this whole regime in a preschool. He sets up, like, a hierarchy of which toys are allowed to be in which rooms. I'm like, 
there was so much messed up in Toy Story 3. Like, we're, oh, we yeah. were walking into that movie because that was kind of in between our ages of, like, the whole, hey, you're going into college, you're graduating from high school and that, that time frame of life. Um, and so it's just setting up, and then you see, like, this very dark side of Lotso. <laughs> but they talk about how his stomach smells like strawberries. And when I went to college, so this was uh, – spring of 14 i actually ordered on amazon a lotso hugging bear and so i have one and my kid loves to tug him around um and so i love lotso lotso is probably one of my all-time favorite characters in any type of format um for villain and like i said your story does not just depend on your hero it depends Mm -hmm. on how well your villain is and the reason i think toy story 3 is one of the best toy story movies solely lies on the way they handled telling a villainous story. I think no other villain in Disney Pixar even comes close to Lotso. That's really funny. I still haven't seen Toy Story 3 or 4. Well, you're missing out. I've not seen 4. I've seen 3. Lotso is is hands down one of the best villains. I'm just going to state that. Yeah. Like, the fact that I pulled him into this. uh, That was good. (laughs) I just, I thought it was great. So That was really good. Alicia, what about you? Okay. Dustin Hoffman, Captain Hook, and Hook. Oh, great, great pick. And I I have to say, so Mike and I were talking earlier today, because Captain Hook, because originally it was just like I had characters. And he goes, which Captain Hook? And I said, oh, wow. Because honestly, like the cartoon one is really good. Really Mm -hmm. good. But Hook is just such a good movie. I mean, from beginning to end, I, that's probably one of my, like, I can throw it on and just listen to it. And it's just such a good movie. We watched and that yeah, not too long ago. From, yeah, like, I love the film score, John Williams, um, Rufio, Robin Williams. Yo, Rufio. Okay, so Rufio, I Rufio mean, what's really cool is that he ends up, his name's Dante Basco, and Dante mm-hmm. Basco ends up voice recording and for, for like three seasons does uh, fire uh, Firebender Zuko, Prince mm. Zuko in Avatar The Last Airbender, which a lot of people love that show. Um, and oh. so like he's actually, I think, supposed to be here in Oklahoma City and uh, later this summer. And I'm hoping to try and go to the convention to go meet him. That way I can go get my picture with the Fire Lord. <laughs> I'm like, this Flash is going to be Rufio. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So Captain Hook is my is my second pick. Great, great pick. Wow. That was that was very diverse in our pickings, <laughs> too. You know, yeah. okay, so I will say this. I went to our used Lego store, Bricks and Minifigs, uh, earlier this week and I walked in and they all of the used Lego stores, they'll have TVs with different movies on. So like they'll throw on their Disney Plus, they'll throw on whatever. And I walked in and they had just started Hook. And I looked at it, I was like, is that Hook? And they were like, uh, it just got thrown on. I'm not sure. And then I see Robin Williams. I said, that is Hook right there. Yep, 100%. It was right at the the play. So, like, they couldn't really, they hadn't, they didn't see what he put on. And it had mm-hmm. just started. And I was like, yeah, that's Hook right there. Yeah. So, no, great, great pick. We're, we're bringing them. We're bringing them today. We thought thoroughly through these lists. Yes. Yes. Because when we did the last roundtable, Jordan, we did the, the superheroes, top five superheroes. And, like, I, I listened to that. I re-listened to that uh, recently, and you know, we kind of stood in the lane of like Marvel slash DC. We didn't really venture out. I know that Will did like a Power Ranger to build the Power Ranger, and 
Mm -hmm. I think there were a couple of other randoms, but like it wasn't, you know, as broad as what this is. So I'm excited yeah. to hear, hear some other picks we have. Yeah. We've been, we've been working on the, like I've been working on my list for a couple of weeks. Like since you guys started talking about, Hey, we might do this. That's how long I've been. There's been a lot of thought into these picks. All right. Well, we'll get into round three. And I guess I get to start this one. Yay. <laughs> I'm not picking a person, but rather a team because you can't get one without the other. This is Pokemon's Team Rocket. Team Rocket, hands down. Is and this the, is all for you to talk about because I don't yes, think either no, one this, of us I are going to know. I think this goes completely over your heads. <laughs> so Team Rocket is Jesse and James, and they chose the names after Jesse James, the outlaw. The entire storyline that they do has nothing to do with like world domination for this like specific team like they're part of a bigger team that wants to enslave pokemon take over the world they want to do this big thing but this subsect like little dynamic duo they have a talking pokemon that speaks english and pokemon like he kind of translates for everybody especially for for us who are the viewers and it kind of helps with that but everything they do either goes completely wrong or not the way they were wanting, and it's just dumb luck that it happens to be that they get it. I think Team Rocket is one of my favorite groups to watch. I root for them. And that's that's another thing. I think when a villain and you want to sit back and you're like, you start to fall in love with them and you start to really like the stories that are happening and you start rooting for them, that's when a good story happens. Like, we look at Thanos, we look at Darth Vader, we look at Heath Ledger's Joker. We're like, we love the way that they were written. Sometimes, like, I rooted for Thanos. At the end of Infinity War, my heart felt like it was ripped out, but I also kind of was like, wow, we needed this. Like, that was really good. Um, when Darth Vader is coming in, swinging down the hallway at the end of Rogue One, I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> I love this. Like, no you Star Wars fans have got soft. Yeah, yeah. And so I just, I love the way that, that some of this has just been really done. And I think that when you root for villains like Team Rocket, because you know they're not really going to win and their hearts are in the right place sometimes. Um, and there's there there's just some really cool stories. Like they're the villains of Ash's story in this anime. But I think that for me, um, Team Rocket and Pokemon just, it's, I knew that no one was going to go after that one. I knew that was not your guys's area, but I thought, that's that's a set of villains that I, I really like, and you can't really take one without the other. So, all right, Alicia, what do you got for number three? Okay, voiced by Pat Carroll, Ursula from The Little Mermaid, 1989. Nice, <laughs> nice. Okay, Little Mermaid's always been one of my favorites. Favorites is the first movie that I my parents ever took me to see in the movie theater. So like I have a fondness for Little Mermaid in general. Obviously, in retrospect, as an adult, um, the whole storyline, the fact that she's 16, and all of the things that go on. Um, obviously not the best story to teach a child, but I've always loved Little Mermaid. Um, and Ursula, like she she's just pure evil. I mean she just is. And honestly, she kind of freaked me out as a kid. Um, but not so much that as an adult, I may or may not have dressed up as her for Halloween one year. <laughs> <That> <laughs> and there are awesome. pictures on Facebook. Yes. 
so my god, that's my that's number three awesome. pick. Micah, what about you? Hey, wait, real quick before I, I do want to pause real quick. So I was talking with Katie about this, and I said, "All right, if you got to choose, the very first answer that came out was Ursula." She yes. was like, I don't know if anybody. Like, I knew not, I liked her. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know that anybody's going to choose these people. Cause then she went in, I think, I forget who she said her next pick was, but it was another Disney person. Um, oh, Cruella DeVille. Um, she, she threw her in and, and she was like, I don't know that any of you are like nerdy in that way, but I definitely think that Ursula is my favorite villain of all time. And, and I was actually, like, actually Cruella is on my list and it's like one that I've been struggling to like, do I keep it in the top five? Is it an honorable mention? Is it oh, just yeah. kind of there as a backup? So absolutely. Yes. No, no. Great with picks. Her. Absolutely. When you said Ursula, i like almost jumped out of my seat. I was like, <laughs> Katie and I were just Katie talking about this. that. I'm like, Katie's going to have to listen to this. Yes, episode. Make sure like, you tell her about that. Yes. All right, Micah, go ahead. So speaking of Star Wars, Jordan, you, you would appreciate this. Um, can you guess? Do you, do you think you know who it is? I've changed my list since we've talked. Yeah, so um, Kylo Ren. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. For all of the listeners, before we even started this, they uh, both Micah and Alicia told me that Kylo Ren made the top 100, and we all just kind of laughed about that on a list that they'd found, and um, that's why I made the joke. If I was going to say a legit Star Wars answer. I need one direction of, of just, is it prequel, original, uh, sequel? Just help me in that era. Like, give me an era. What'd you prequel. say? Prequel. Um, wow. That still doesn't help because most of your <laughs> villains are really in the prequels. I would say either Darth Maul or Cad Bane. So sort of. Okay. And here's what I'm going to say. So Sam Witwer, who voiced Darth Maul in the animated series, Clone Wars and Rebels. Yep. Nice. And the reason I picked him was because we got a little bit of him in The Phantom Menace. We got a little bit of him in Solo. Not to the degree that we got him in the Clone Wars and oh my gosh, yeah. Rebels, especially the last season of, of Clone Wars and, and the Rebels series. Like he's just a psycho and like he just goes all over the place. And when Ahsoka just cuts him loose in the last season of uh, the Clone War series, like, it's just, it's magical. She's like, I'm counting on it. <laughs> Why would you let me go? You know that I'm crazy. I'm counting on it. So, um, yeah, I picked, I picked Darth Maul, the animated version, because I thought that the voice, the voice work for him was done very, very well. His animation in the oh, animated wow. series is really well. Um, his character, his writing, all those things were done really, really well. And like, Yes, he's he's from the dark side. Dark side. Get what I did. The dark side. The dark side. He worked. You know, he's 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 on the dark side. But he he's just a loose cannon. Like he's one of those villains. He's like similar to Heath Ledger as the Joker. Like he just doesn't care. Like like Heath Ledger said. You know, he he just it's not about money. Yeah, if we want to watch the whole world burn, and that was that was Darth Maul, and that whole moment where uh, Obi Wan Kenobi gets that redemption and Rebels. I don't know if you've seen that yet or not. Oh yeah, but he, you know, he finally, get, you know, finally catches up with Obi Wan, and Obi Wan just kills him in like two seconds. It's just crazy. But yeah, Darth Maul. Good pick. See, good this good list pick. is this this roundtable is pretty solid. It's I feel all like over it's, the place. Yeah, it is. I feel like this is straight fire. So, all is, right. Who's next? Is that you? This would be Alicia, oh, and we're on round, round number four. 
Well, number this, two. yeah, yeah, round four, but but coming in. So, yeah, gotcha. Alicia, where where are you at? I like. I'll be completely honest. Mm-hmm. I've like struggled because I know that I have five and two honorable mentions, but they're just all oh, they're just so good. Mm-hmm. So I've struggled. Um, I think I'm gonna go with. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, Harry and Marv, Home Alone. Nice. And Home Alone 2. <laughs> Just Home Alone in general. <laughs> they weren't in the third one. True. They were, they weren't or the in the new fourth one, right? Yeah, they weren't in right. that one either. Yeah. But I just, I mean, it's, it's, Home Alone's a classic. They're classic villains. I didn't expect you to can't... see them on this list. That's a great <laughs> pick. Like well, I'm they were going to be honorable mentions. Yeah, so oh, this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> so I, I don't know, like everything about Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, just the fact that, I mean, Daniel Stern's scream alone <laughs> with the spider. It's just iconic. Like everything, <laughs> everything about Harry or when he Marv steps on the nail, just iconic. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, or, when he, uh, or when he steps on the, the glass ornaments. Cringe every time. Cringe oh, every man. time, but classic. Okay, what a so hole. there's my number four. All right, Micah, your number four pick. I thought it was your turn. No, we're st- we stay in the circle. Alicia, you, me. The circle of trust. It is. That's a it's a it's a triangle. Robert De Niro meets parents. No, that's <laughs> that's a good pick too. Um, <laughs> No, really. He was, that was. Oh yeah. Movie. No, absolutely. I, as soon as you said it, I was like, "Oh, he's going to say it's a villain." No, no, <laughs> that's no, no, my no, pick no, right no, there. No. Um, my number four pick. My number two. Um, not Heath Ledger is the Joker, but Jack Nicholson from the 1989 Batman film. Ooh. Because he was a completely different level of crazy. Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. that's great pick. Wow. Because he was completely different from the version that you see even with Joaquin Phoenix, the, the Leto version and the suicide squad movie and Heath Ledger's Joker in the dark Knight trilogy. It's completely different. Like he's like a comedic insane kind of villain versus, you know, Heath Ledger was a serial killer. Right. And, you know, Joaquin Phoenix really uh, dealt with mental illness and depression and clinical depression and things like that, where, you know, he was really struggling becoming this villain Whereas uh, Jack Nicholson was just like, he was a whole different level of crazy in that movie. And for that to happen in the eighties like that, and, you know, playing off of Michael Keaton's Batman, like, yeah, solid Joker. That's like, he, he, I ahead. was kind of hoping that, cause I knew you were going to go to a Batman villain. I knew that was going to happen somewhere. Cause I know you're a big Batman fan. We'd been talking about some of us and I was, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're flexing the, the Batman logo shirt. Um, what Were I was you really hoping, hoping he was going to pick Penguin. They need no, to be no, 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 no. That would have been great. I was hoping for Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Alicia almost did that. We talked about that today on our. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Like we we were talking about that earlier, and I was like, I wonder if he's going to pick that one just as like a funny pick because like I I think it's fun to have like some of those funnier picks like Lotso Hug and Bear and like mm-hmm. Team Rocket. But I hey, I was wondering Harry and Marv. Yeah, absolutely. Jordan, Jordan before you pick your your next pick. Freeze well. <laughs> yes. yes. Actually, actually, when we were at dinner, Jordan, we were talking about the Riddler um, from the newer Batman movie with uh, yeah. Pattinson. 
Alicia's like, I would pick Jim Carrey's Riddler before I picked that one. <laughs> I love Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Although he was a completely different kind of. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. it's just Nuts. you're more comic booky feel yeah. from the 80s and 90s. And then yeah. you're very realistic trying to follow. When When you look at things like Heath Ledger's Joker, who just brings a very surreal feel. I mean, look at look at superhero movies beforehand. Nothing was really real. Mm-hmm. Um, it was everybody all had, Yeah, it was all it was all very comic booky. I mean, there were a few that kind of made it feel real, but nothing really hit that stride yet. And then you hit Iron Man and you hit uh, The Dark Knight because those were both 2008. That year really brought the the surreal like hey we're bringing this more military and something mm-hmm. kind of obtainable to some degree like like bringing some realism to it um clearly we still have to make it fake but there is that piece of real like oh hey this could happen um no that was really good pick all right um did you do my, yours yet do he's what? going to okay he's on number, his four. number four number four for me I'm going to go ahead and throw in my Star Wars pick. And I would like to see if you know who it is. Mine. Or, yeah. or I mean, you want me to see if. Yeah, I want you to see. Because I'm Mike, not going to be a good guesser on this. Uh, I will say it's prequel era. Okay. Just to help you out. Jar Jar. Man, how did you get it? <laughs> no. Um, You said prequels, right? Prequel series. Yep. Animated or, or live action? Yes. <laughs> Cad, Cad Bane? No. Okay. Um, Mostly because I knew you were going to guess that. Well, I, was I, was thinking, I was thinking Cad Bane or Count Dooku. Count Dooku. Okay. That, yep. So, so I was sitting on Cad Bane for a while, but I am leaning towards Count Dooku because when you look at like episode two, he was phenomenal. The, the lightsaber fight, just the way that he he carried himself. And then when you look at all of the Clone Wars and just see how that character, like, kind of got betrayed a little bit and then he had to, like, lose his apprentice and he was setting people up for success and some people for failure. And, like, he's like, Grievous, do not fail me again. And, like, sends Kit Fisto in basically to kill Grievous and Grievous has to make it out alive. Like, he, he was so unique as a character i also re i really enjoyed how they revisited him in the tales of the jedi miniseries oh yeah absolutely a, a younger a younger version of him so there there was that um and then i also really like and there's a series uh called yoda um it's a comic book series and i know this is more focusing on the the media of what we can watch happen in the animated the live action but in print media and Yoda, they kind of talk about um, some of the the fighting that happens between some Padawans, and Dooku kind of shifts the the focus, and it kind of goes more dark leaning. And there's some some elements to how these characters continue their stories, and it's because dark, or, uh, Count Dooku kind of shifted some gears in Yoda's comic book. And I'm like, he's just a character that has so much depth. From a Jedi to a Sith to being a politician um, to being just a a, a Padawan and, and a learner to a master and like uh, there's so much to his character and I just love that they had um, I want to it, it was Christopher Lee right yes who who played yes. him yep. um, 
absolutely loved the casting there. It was just so, so good. Um, I wish we would have had more of him in episode three and less of Grievous. Um, I'm not a huge Grievous fan. I wish that Dooku would have kind of been more there, but no, Dooku absolutely is right there. Well, speaking of Christopher Lee, I almost picked Saruman from Lord of the Rings. I, I, know, was, Jordan, you're, I know that you're not a big Lord of the Rings fan, but he did a great job. Well, I was Saruman about to and, say he was in Lord of the Rings, and I, mm-hmm. I wondered if you were going to mention that one or not. I asked Alicia, I, I kind of wrestled with that because he was solid in those yeah. movies. Him yeah. and Ian McKellen were both phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, um, fun fact real quick about Christopher Lee. The guy who wrote James Bond was a friend or relative of Christopher, and he designed Bond after Lee. He actually he actually designed the original thought and look to hmm. be after Christopher Lee. Interesting. Because they're they're set on or it's a book series. And so when he was writing the books and things of that nature and, and storytelling and getting the movies ready, um, Christopher Lee was actually who he designed it after. This is where I say I've never seen a 007 movie. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I actually almost put a couple different of those villains in. <laughs> and I would have had no idea. All right. Well, before we get down to our last pick for the evening, let's go ahead and do honorable mentions. Micah, go ahead and send out your honorable mentions. So you want to do both at the same time? Yeah, go ahead and do both at the same time. So one that I picked, which I didn't... I thought about putting this on my main list, and Alicia and I I have uh, started to go on walks every day, like do two miles or so every day. And um, we really kind of hammered our lists out today during during that walk, and... um, we we named we had named some villains we didn't think of and like we were talking like Scar we were talking uh, the guy that was in Pocahontas you know different different cartoon villains mainly in the Disney world but um, I picked Vincent Price and who played Professor Radigan in The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, oh, I love that movie. And when I looked at pick. and when I looked that up on IMDb, that movie came out in 1986, which is the That's year that insane. I was born. Which blew my mind. For that year, that year, uh, being that kind of, the animation was really good in that movie. The story was really good. The writing, mm-hmm. the casting. Dude was a pretty. Scary. Yeah. Pretty, I was going to say bad mofo, but, you know, we're trying to keep it PG here at Nerd Talks. <laughs> but, like, it's, you know, he, he was scary, dude. Like, he was oh, just, yeah. he was pretty vicious. And at the end of the movie, when they think they're, you know. Kind of, you know, we did the Guardians of the Galaxy episode recently, Jordan, for the, for the third movie. But we we talked about how crazy the High Evolutionary was as a villain. But like, or no, I'm sorry. We did talk about that, but we talked about how Star-Lord kind of, like, we thought Star-Lord was going to die and he didn't. Spoiler yeah. alert for those who haven't <laughs> seen it yet. But like, we thought that Radican was dead at the end of the movie. And then, boom, he just shows up again. And like, he he almost makes a comeback at the end of the movie, but doesn't. So... Yeah, I picked Radigan. That was my first pick. Do you guys, I know Alicia remembers it. Jordan, do you remember that movie? So I remember the movie. I don't know if I've seen it more than like a handful of times. I think Ollie I, would like it. Yeah. It was, I, I remember watching more of American Tale than I did The Great Mouse Detective. Like, like it's kind of like the, the two that kind of were similar with animals mm-hmm. and things like that. And just, I think we typically went towards American Tale. Um, but yeah. Bible no, I, goes west. I, our our favorite growing up was the one where he went under the Statue of Liberty. 
mm-hmm. and found the Native Americans. <laughs> I was like, it's fantastic. It was always great storytelling. I think Ollie would love Great Mouse Detective. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to have to show it to him. My other pick was a Marvel pick, but it was Alfred Molina as Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. Good pick. Good pick. Not, not to mention, you know, coming back in No Way Home and uh, watched a couple of interviews of him talking about being in No Way Home versus Spider-Man 2 and how, how much easier it was to film all these years later because of CGI. And he had yeah. to actually wear the arms in Spider-Man 2 in the early 2000s. Oh, the bloopers are hysterical. Yeah. So, uh, Alfred Molina, man, solid actor. Oh, absolutely. All right. My, uh, my first honorable mention comes from the video game universe, and it would be Bowser. When he sings peaches, 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 peaches. Like there's just that character I think was done very well. I think Jack Black did fantastic with his his on-screen character. But how long have we had Bowser as a villain um, in video game universe? It's it's what, the 80s? Yeah, Super Mario Bros. came out in 1985. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been around for a long time. He's and he's Mario's very- nemesis. Yeah, Mario's nemesis. He's as iconic in the video game world as, um, I mean, as really any of the big superhero villains and like where, where they're just night and day. It's it's Mario and Bowser. Like you can't really say, hey, Wario is as recognizable as Bowser. Um, Bowser's definitely up there. And I just, we, uh, Ollie and I, we, uh, we just got Mario, uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie on iTunes and we were watching it the other day and, um, it's Ollie doesn't watch one movie just once. Um, he puts it on repeat and it's like the whole day we just sit down and watch the same movie over and over and over again. Hey, um, and I'm not opposed to it. Uh, but today with it being my day off, we sat down and we watched it. I think it came out Tuesday. So we watched it Tuesday night and then, uh, today, Thursday, we watched it this morning, uh, when we had breakfast together, and then we watched it again while mom was napping. So <laughs> he's like, Mario? And I was like, yeah, we can watch Mario. It's just <laughs> Bowser. I just, I got a good kick out of, but also like them showing his proportional strength, like where he's just like grabbing them, chucking them, breathing fire. It was just great. Um, my other honorable mention is Arrow's Deathstroke. Um, this is Manu Bennett being Deathstroke, not the Joe Mang- Manganella. Um, in the DC movies, it was there was a whole season dedicated to Deathstroke being the villain. They set him up in season one as a as a friend and a brother to to the main character, and then season two, you see the downfall and where where things started falling apart. And he was just he was scary um, for a CW show. He was scary. Um, they they really brought in where you're like, oh crap, who's gonna die? Um, this guy did not hold back. Manu Bennett just really rocked it. He was fantastic. Um, and so Deathstroke is my number two out of my honorable mentions. Alicia, honorable mentions. Okay. So I'll start with Eleanor Adley as the voice of Maleficent in okay. Sleeping Beauty. This is the 1959 version. Um, I wasn't. She scared the crap fan. out of me as a kid. She she's scary. Um, I I wasn't a huge fan of Angel the Angelina Jolie one. Like I've 
watched it, I think once or twice. Um, I just think that there's something just so scary about her and partially because it's when we saw it as kids and it's a cartoon, but I love to hate Maleficent. That's fair. Boys really liked her. That's absolutely fair. Second honorable mention is Margaret Hamilton as the Wicked Witch of the West in Wizard of Oz. I was wondering if that was going to make it in here. That is such an that iconic one, that villain. That was it. Like I said, my list was pretty long. And since, I mean, this has really just developed from this conversation because this was on my, both of those were on like, I'm probably not going to mention them list. Um, there are some great villains, but I think that some of these just don't get a lot of credit. But like, I think Mike has told me before that, or I've heard some other people say that Wicked Witch, just Wicked Witch of the West in general and Wizard of Oz always really freaked them out growing up. I grew up watching that movie because it's my mom's favorite. Um, anytime it's on TV, she always watches it. Um, so I didn't really get like the scare factor of that as a kid because it was just something that I always watched with my mom. And I don't know if, if that's why I wasn't scared of it. Um, but just such a great, and I mean, combined with the, um, her counterpart in the non-dream part of Wizard of Oz. I can't ever remember her name, but yeah, that's my number two honorable mention. So I'm going to... Are you talking about the other witch? The good witch? Is that what you're talking about? No, the Wicked Witch of the West. No, no, no. I'm talking... Who were you talking about the counterpart? What what did you... She, like, her character in the black and white part of the the one who rides the bicycle that I can never remember The neighbor from down the line. Yeah, the neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. So, so... Quick fun story here. So the guy that I, I worked for when I was in Ohio that hired me at the church, he told me this this story, and it's always stuck with me because I'm like, how? What was black and white TV like back in the day? Because I mean, like we've always seen color, and it's not like life was in black and white. Like mm-hmm. that's not how that works. So just trying to figure out, okay, trying to wrap my mind around it. But then I'm like, okay, every time I go to my grandpa Halstead's, like he's got old westerns on, so it's probably just like that. So he told me of this story where he was a kid and his aunt bought the very first round of color TVs and they didn't think it was working because the first movie that came on was The Wizard of Oz. Yep. And it came to the point where it's like it's in the black and white sepia kind of colors Mm -hmm. and then boom, it goes Mm -hmm. straight into color. And that was such an iconic uh, movie. I don't think that it should ever be remade. Um, you can do adaptations Agreed. of things like that, but but don't ever try to retell that story specifically because it's just so, so good. Good. So, all right. Yep. We are down to the final round to to round out the list, and Mike is might be mad at me. He might not be, but I truly think that he's persuaded me when we were talking earlier. I hope that this list changed and that he doesn't have this person. But I'm going to say Green Goblin from the Spider-Man series. I'm sorry. Did I steal it? Did you? I thought we were going to go a whole round table without stealing somebody else's picks. <laughs> I, I was, okay, let, let me say this. So we're in this conversation earlier, and Micah says this is one that, that just was really good. And the more I thought about it, the more I even looked around um, at my Legos, I'm like, I've got Green Goblin. Like, Green Goblin is so good. and And the way that... Willem Dafoe just brings Norman Osborn. I'm like, the only other person that I would ever want in that role 
is Matthew McConaughey just because I feel like they could make his hair do the <laughs> do the thing that is like the comic book sleek. Um, and he kind of has the facial features. I'm like, it could be done very well. Um, but just the Norman Osborn Green Goblin that that is Willem Dafoe. I and mean, can we, and can we take a second to appreciate 20 years later coming back in No Way Home? How he looks the same. Oh my he, gosh, he did better than he did in 2000, whatever it was for the 2002 Spider-Man. for the first Spider-Man. Yeah, he did better. When he kills Aunt May and he throws those his little green grenade things, like and oh goodness, like oh yeah. so good. Absolutely wonderful. And the way that that his character was just brought to life and brought back and you know, you're you, the MCU I think did very well to bring the multiverse saga in with No Way Home. But to still allow, hey, you know, this is one version of this character. Like, we can always bring a new version. You could bring in Matthew McConaughey. Hey, Marvel, listen to me. I think this is the greatest choice. But with with that being said, like, you could, Willem Dafoe just just was amazing. And he did, like you said, he didn't look like he really aged a whole lot. No. So, yeah. No, I, I just, Green Goblin, and I'm sorry, Micah, I just... You had said that you switched up your list, and I was like, well, oh, so he may I not had, have... Originally, I'd had Heath... It's okay. I originally had Heath Ledger as Joker as my number one, and then you were like, oh, we're going to do the honorable mention things. I technically had Green Goblin as number two, and Heath Ledger as number one as Joker. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's fine. He's super sad about this. <laughs> I, I, feel like I, need to, I feel like I need to pull, pull Doc Ock out of the, the honorable the mention. Honorable mention. He's my... like, I'd like to switch. <laughs> need to upgrade please i don't know you there's still some solid it's okay i have some picks. i have a couple of other ideas yeah yeah, yeah. okay alicia for it, Micah. no oh. alicia you're next yeah you're up oh, next alicia. okay okay another i feel like a lot of mine are very strange just because i wanted to hit some of the ones that i didn't think anybody else would get so like there are a couple of them that i had on my original list thinking that somebody else was going to get them and they didn't, but I'm still not going to use them. Um, I'm going to say Alan Ralph Rickman. Macchio. Oh, okay. What? I thought you were going to say Ralph Macchio. I was like, yes, the karate kid, take him out. No. Cause he's the um, wrong person in that movie. <laughs> Alan Rickman. Alan oh. Rickman as the sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, 1991. Oh, that's great. That's and he fantastic. was another one that I love to hate. Cause like, I will say that that's probably one of my first experiences of Alan Rickman. And I like did not like him for the longest time. And I, over time, seeing him in other things, have a better appreciation for him as the Sheriff of Nottingham. I thought you might even go as Alan Rickman Snape. Or I, uh, I thought about it because we haven't said any Harry Potter. And honestly, like I didn't say Voldemort because I thought you were going to. So I was kind of holding off on that one to see if it came yeah, up. Yeah, I thought I thought about that. Um, I also thought you might have said um, Alan Rickman because when you you just said Alan Rickman, I was like, okay, where's she going? Because are you going to go Hans <laughs> Gruber? Are you going to go Snape? Are you? Gonna... I've never seen Die Hard, but I do know who I do know who that is. But I've never seen Die Hard either. Stellar film. Oh my gosh. Oh, absolutely. Like, but no, I think Alan Rickman he did so well in creating characters that we love to hate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just, I, I think that's just, that was his persona. He did very well. Um, even when he was, did you ever see, um, 
uh, Galaxy Quest. Yeah, yeah. When he was like the the alien yeah. person, like trying to do that. Like you still loved to hate his character. <laughs> like he was such a Debbie mm-hmm. Downer in that film. And yeah. I, I was like, that was so good. No, Alan Rickman in anything. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Great pick. All right, Micah. Last but not least. He's going to hold us in suspense. You stole my number one, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking like, uh, there's so many good picks. Give me just a second. I While a he list. does that, let's I had go a ahead. list for my. Uh, from While he does that, we'll go ahead and throw another honorable mention out there. So that way, Alicia and if I can pick, help bite. If if you pick my other number one, I'm gonna be upset. You're not gonna pick Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, right oh, there. I, that was I, seriously. I thought when I, Alicia, because you had mentioned picking Voldemort, and I was. Like, I know, oh, but you didn't do it. And I was like, I was surprised that that wasn't your number one. No, and I like, I like Voldemort. He he's a great a great villain. Um, the build in Harry Potter to get to the point where you find out that he's the villain. Um, and you know, if, since, especially since we did the podcast over October of last year on Harry Potter. Um, and if you haven't listened, go listen to those. Um, it's such a, they were a lot of fun and I really like, um, I always, I always get his last name incorrectly to how to pronounce it. It's Ralph. Is it five? Fees? Fins? I think it's F I E N N E S. Fins? Fins, maybe? Fins? Fins? Yeah. 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 Voldemort. Yeah. Voldemort. So. Okay. Not that I want to pick two because we're doing, we're doing the one. I'm kind of torn. Okay. So we, phase four doesn't get a lot of love in the MCU. If I didn't pick He Who Remains, the variant of Kang in the Loki series, I would definitely pick Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Solid pick. Because Very you know, solid. That's, that's, that's my uh, Chris Hemsworth to uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Alicia's crushed him to mine. Like I, Tom Hiddleston, yeah. I thought you liked his Hemsworth. I do, but I like Tom Hiddleston too. Elizabeth Olsen's like my... She's my Olsen, not Mary-Kate Nesley. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I uh I honestly thought that you might go with Gore the God Butcher. I that like, was solid in my brain right there. But mm. but they didn't there was no payoff. He, he Christian Bale crushed it as that character, but the story wasn't good enough to for me to The story didn't do well, but the villain did. Mm. And the actor who played him did. Oh absolutely mm-hmm. oh, golly, yeah. Yeah. So to go from playing Batman like ten years ago and then you come in and destroy as a villain yeah so yeah definitely so were there any other ones like like i know that we're we're, we're done with our round table were, were there like random uh picks that you all had alicia had a couple but um one that uh came to mind for me was um and i just lost it alicia who are you two, who were your your two we already kind of talked about corella deville um okay. I'm a huge fan of all of the Dalmatians, specifically the Glenn Close one. I think she did a very good job oh, yeah. in that character. Um, so that was one of the ones that I kind of like, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't put it on a list, but it was there as I was thinking of stuff. Micah, did you think of yours? I did. I one other one. Speaking of, of, of Batman's, uh, Jordan, you'd appreciate this. And I'm surprised you didn't pick it, but Michael Keaton's Vulture in Homecoming. 
Mm-hmm. I thought about that. That was when you come down to five and you get two honorable mentions and you don't want to just stay in the MCU, you don't want to just stay with just superheroes. Like Team Rocket honestly was a very last minute ad because I'm like, I don't want it to just feel like I'm just sticking with the superheroes. Um, and I, I, that's one team that I love, but I, I, he sat on my list for a while. Um, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't pick Red Skull. Again, on my list that I just, <laughs> um, but I wouldn't have just taken Red Skull. I would have taken Hydra as the yeah. team, like kind of encompassing all of them, which would have included Crossbones because I loved Crossbones. Um, yeah, I, there's there's a lot that I could say, and then there's a lot that I can't say. So it, I would agree, though, that overall, there's just a lot of great villains. And I loved, and I, I've said this before, I said it in our Guardians podcast, High Evolutionary, I really enjoyed that. Like, I loved the performance. I loved the character. It was unique. Um, just very different. And I really, really liked that. The so. other one that I kind of struggled with was Tom Wilson as Biff. Uh, you, you know Back what? We future. talked about that. We did. We, we've been talking about how... Okay, so the other one that was on my list was, and I forget her last name, but Rachel from Mean Girls. The, Mac- the, the school bully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Rachel, Mc, Rachel McAdams character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... That's was, a good one. Like... She is like the more modern Biff, like that that school oh, bully. Yeah. Like she just this fits the same criteria. And I was like, oh, one hundred percent. Oh, there's just so many avenues that we could go with, but there's only so much time. Right. So, with that, guys, thank you for the fun. Um, for all of you who are out there listening, go ahead and shoot us a, a message on our Facebook, on our uh, Instagram. Just you can email us. Uh, it's Nerd Talk with Jordan Halston at gmail.com. Let us know what your picks were. Let us know what you were thinking as you went through or as we went through this. Maybe our lists didn't look like what yours did. And maybe you want to send us what you uh, what you were thinking. But we will definitely do more of these kind of roundtables in the near future because this was a lot of fun. And there's a lot of categories we can go down. So, all right. Well, with that, we will catch you all next time here on Nerd Talk. Breeze well. <laughs>